Dr. Gary and Barb Rosberg, America's Family Coaches, and we want to welcome you as we coach you up in your marriage and family and relationships. Oh, today, Gary, I'm very excited about today's program. Why? We're talking about raising kids. Are you ready? Like that. Oh, kids like that. We've seen them from a distance. I mean, every one of us. I mean, those that impress us. Young children that might be extra, extra courteous. Oh my gosh, they take your breath away. You know, how do they know how to say please and thank you and be so courteous at such a young age? Uh, We've also seen children that have just, you know, an extra measure of empathy. Mm -hmm. I will never forget, and I'm going to step in, I'm going to share a story because I will never forget sitting at home and um, one of our kids and their whole family was living with us between moves. And, um, we had we had at that time only two grandchildren, and the oldest grandchild, you know, was running all around and being really wild. And his little brother is two years older than two years younger than him, and he came in, and I'd had such a rough day at work, and I was sitting there just crying in my bedroom, crying and sharing tears. The oldest grandchild came in, looked at me, and laughed and ran out. The other grandchild, the youngest grandchild at that time came in and his tear his tears his eyes just welled up with tears and he just put his hand on my knee and just really he just kind of uh cried with me he felt he felt my pain and he was silent and i looked at him and all of a sudden i thought we have a really remarkable child here because he has said so much without saying a word but any one of our kids that can feel that degree of empathy mm-hmm. wow Now, that's the kind of kid we all want to have. And, you know, all of our kids come in all different sizes and and personalities and energy levels and interest and scholastic measurement. But when we can stand back and take a look at sort of a a compass, a moral compass as to how they're developing and are they really getting it, that's exciting for all of us. You know, Barb, it is. And it's never too late to start. Um, and you know, I've got deep concern. I mean, I grew up in a family where we didn't call my mom, she or her, we called her mom. I, I grew up in a family where, uh, you pulled out the chair, uh, for my mom or my sister when they sat down at a table. I grew up in a family where you said, please, you said, thank you. Uh, you said, yes, sir. You said, yes, ma'am. I mean, it, it was instilled and, and yet, you know, we know that many times in today's culture, people just take things for granted and, and there's not a lot of expression um, of respect in interpersonal relationships and communication. And you know what? We, we need to be very intentional and purposeful if we are going to develop kids like that, kids that show compassion, kids that show character, kids that show um, a, a social grace and a respect for other people. It's really a return of civility in many ways. And so we're going to coach you today, and we're going to talk about some moral milestones and some things that you can do to instill at different stages and ages with your kids or your grandkids to help them grow up and establish great character, great compassion, and great personalities. Barb, from zero to two, all right? Now, we're talking infants, toddlers. They're pretty doggone premoral. I mean, there's nothing else going on there. They can't see beyond their own needs. It's unreasonable to expect a child under two to share a toy. Mm-hmm. So if you you know go into a group of kids, they're doing what we call parallel play, and they're not interacting. However, you can facilitate that sense of compassion and empathy 
by uh, modeling and showing kindness and tenderness and, and connecting to their emotions and also putting some boundaries around their acts of aggression. Uh, what about between three and five, Barb? What can we be teaching and modeling for those kids? Well, three and five, really, it's just, it's a picture of, I'm going to share about one of our grandkids because she is right there and she is such a social creature, which really fits this age of three and five. And it's when, you know, kids get angry or um, maybe they have a strong sense of right and wrong. But you're teaching them kindness and patience, and you're uh, teaching them lots and lots of love, Gary, with positive reinforcement and really seeking to bring out the best in one another and to limit those bad behaviors. Um, What's amazing is when you see your grandkids or your kids that are so different personalities, our very youngest granddaughter is is really outgoing and uh, her older sister is so kind and loving and will reach out and kiss her cheek and say, I hope you have an, a wonderful day. Well, her little baby sister will virtually hit her in the head, you know. With and, pacifier. <laughs> yeah. and yet it is this little granddaughter that is between three and five that is so gentle and kind. And it makes me stand back and go, you're an amazing person. To take that from your sister, you're just beautiful and kind and devoted and loyal. Folks, when we can really stand back and seek to bring out the best in our kids, it's good for us, but it's especially good mm. for them. Yeah, there's a guy named Dr. Lawrence Kohlberg, and he talked about stages of moral development. And, and so when you look at between age 6 and 10, um, you've got a strong sense of justice. I mean, that's kind of what's happening in the moral development during that time. So children are gaining a greater sense of self-control, but they also can develop more empathy and compassion. I love seeing clips on TV, Barb, about, you know, grade school kids that, um, you know, collect shoes for for people that need shoes or, you know, collect finances or for military family, do something to reach out to other people. Now, if you're trying to gauge with your kids or grandkids, by age eight, a child should understand what it means and what it feels like to be hurt. So they should start to connect to that emotion uh, somewhat. Grade schoolers need to take a little bit more responsibility for their actions, learn that actions have consequences. Uh, so, I mean, the great question is who's in charge here? And mom and dad, it needs to be you. Um, so don't adultify these little squirts, um, but also hold them accountable for what they're doing. Bar between 11 and 15, huge 11, transition. 15. Oh, hormones. Hormones yeah. are kicking in. And for some, it's pre-adolescent. For some others, it's adolescence. And what happens is they are influenced by their emotions. It's normal for your children or your grandchildren to be more emotional, and yet the influence of their peers is so much greater. They really want to fit in. There is an overwhelming influence in their behavior. Now, moms and dads, I'm telling you, we're standing back and saying, this is normal. But as a parent and as a grandparent, what are you going to do about it? Mm -hmm. Because there are good behaviors, there are bad behaviors, and we need to stand back and really understand that with compassion and with love and with tenderness and with real limits at the same time, we need to limit and set boundaries upon those kids now more than ever. And you're still the parent. I mean, we all long to be best friends to our kids. You get the full dividends of that once you release them from the home. You want to keep the relationship, but at the same time, you have to speak into their lives with a sense of authority. There will be times when your kids will go through normal rebellion. They will push back. They will try those boundaries. Stay strong, moms, and stay strong, dads. Mm. 
because these are the perilous passages where if kids are really learning to be anchored down and why they are to be fastened down and why they are anchored down to really build these uh, parts of their person with integrity, they're going to make it through the most challenging times. And then, honey, 16 to 18, uh, this is a tremendous uh, time uh, of, I think, of a crossroads for most families. Some families really delight and the individuating is what psychologists call it. The, 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 they are more adult than child, typically at this age, um, in their character development. They are breaking away. Rarely do they uh, break away cleanly. Um, many times we have found a young girl will push back against her mom because she is safest with her mom. So a lot of moms of teenage girls have a lot of angst and a lot of stress, and they just they feel like they're the, the object of a lot of the emotional up and downs of their daughters. Well, many times that's because that daughter is safe with that mom. And so it's really an expression of love. And the daughter is breaking away. She's becoming more adult. She's preparing for college or military or her own life and uh, is trying to sort that out. A boy, many times, you know what, we really need dads. Now, we need dads at every stage, but a dad's got to step up in this uh, stage of life because when a son starts pushing back against a mom, um, you know what, dad's got to get in between that, and dad's got to bring that strong masculinity, not a brute, but strong leadership, in order to help that child respect the boundaries as they begin to break away. Uh, we're talking today about kids. We're talking today about raising kids like that, kids that we believe can develop character and spiritual maturity and great decision-making. And you know what? Here's the punchline. Stick with your kids at all stages. Do not get out of the boat. We want to hear all about your great kids. Go to AmericasFamilyCoaches.com to give us your feedback and learn about our resources. 